Welcome back to another week of Instigating with Clarky and Drury, brought to you by our friends at Conway Furniture. That's Highway 86, east end of Listowel. Our friends at Larry Hudson, Chevrolet Buick GMC, and of course, the Listowel Squash Courts. I'm Ryan Drury. That's Clarky. We're very pleased to be joined by a special guest, a good friend of ours, a guy who everybody in Midwestern Ontario should know. And if you don't, You'll get to know him now. He is a beauty. Our friend, the voice of cool 94.5 in the mornings. You know this guy. Come on. It's Phil Maine. Mr. Maine, how are you? Hi, guys. I'm up and dressed and feeling pretty great. This is awesome. I love Dude, your it, podcast. So it's kind of a treat for me. It's kind of a treat. That's fantastic. You're well, the guy hey, who loves it. We knew there was one out there. There's one. There's me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I knew someone was leaving five-star reviews. That's good, man. No, you I, know what uh, I don't like is I don't like you got all the fun stuff behind you. And I got this gray brown wall or whatever color. It needs is. painting too. It's kind of it it, really it, does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, you know you what? I, better I, this way. Get on that. I used, to, I used to paint. I used to paint so I could come <laughs> don't, by. Don't volunteer, Ryan. You know what will happen. I could come You're by and, and we'll 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 talk about life and we'll figure it all out as we paint the wall anew. But you don't need any fancy stuff, Phil, because we just want to look at you. You're the focus oh, here. That's <laughs> and that's I. There's a lot of ground to cover because I know you're a Packers fan and we, we had our buddy Joe Bowen on last week who was very excited about the Packers. But we'll touch on that in a minute because it, the, their season came to a tough end and, and we, we know. But we want to touch on the Leafs because we had mentioned also last week and Clarkie made a point to point out that, you know, our buddy Phil is a big Leaf fan, too, and, and we should have him on. How are you feeling about the team, not only this year, but the last few years where it's just been a lot of stubbing their toe, it seems, Phil? You said the last few years. You mean my entire life <laughs> since the 60s well, is what yeah. you mean. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't want you to judge me, but here's the truth. I haven't quite jumped on the Leaf bandwagon yet because it's early and I, it's still football season to me. I didn't give the Packers much of an opportunity early in the season, too. First half of the season, I was kind of like, eh, we're losing again. And I I, I don't know. I, I'm one of those guys, I guess, that scrapes my knee a lot jumping up and off and on the bandwagon. I, I do... I do have some very close friends, including the two of you that are, well, one of you that's a huge Leaf fan. And one of you, for some reason, cheers for some team in the state somewhere. Don't, yeah. 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 Don't he's going to show up. us the cup. Well, he'll get the cup. He'll show us the cup. He, I mean, he's got that on us. want to see the he, cup? I mean, yeah, there we go. See, there we go. Well, here, first, first, first off, you got to get the Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> oh, man. Puck yeah, that's nice sitting on it. I'll, I'll get the cup out at any old excuse, boys. I got no problem getting the cup. Well, so how incredible <laughs> is it going to be when we can do that? It, I, I'm hoping it happens in my lifetime. I don't know me about too. you. Uh, we're too. getting old, Clarky. Yeah, don't remind me. I, I, I think you it can happen. That that's the problem with the Leafs is it's all it's like – I compare it sometimes to golf. You know where you go out and you hit a shot and it's like 300 yards right down the middle and you're thinking, oh, this is it. And then, you know, you're 12 over on that hole. <laughs> you get these guys playing so great and you're feeling so good about it. And then the next game, you're wondering where they went. And, you know, you get to the playoffs and you think this is our year, this is our year, and then suddenly it isn't. I mean, we can't be the only team in the NHL that goes through that. Can we, are there other teams that 
100%. Yeah, <laughs> there's other teams that, that might have it worse, uh, yeah. believe it or not. But yeah, I I think the reason that it's so pronounced with, with your Maple Leafs is because of the lack of success for such a historic team. They've been around for so long yeah. that it almost seems unfathomable to people that it's been this long since they've won a championship. I mean, yes. Buffalo has had their struggles and they continue to be mired in mediocrity. And yeah, Edmonton went through it for a while there, but Edmonton was fantastic in the eighties and early nineties. So, I mean, they don't have the same kind of cachet of pain, if you will. So I think that that's why it's so much more pronounced. They're an original six team. And like you said, Phil, I mean, everybody knows that I don't need to say the year, um, but it's been a long, long time, man. Um, when when you look back, because we're in the middle of this, you know, kind of Matthews, Marner, Nylander era, if you will. But when you look back prior to that, what are some crushing moments that you can remember in Leaf history when you were growing up that still uh, stick out to you? I forget the year, but we made the playoffs and Philadelphia bounced us, I think, in a game six or seven. 2000. And I was I was a much younger human at the time and it broke my heart i yeah, couldn't was, believe it that was and i hated philadelphia yeah everybody just, did because they were yeah. they were villains that jeremy roenick was such a pest that series him and yeah. darcy tucker were trying to take chunks out of each other yeah i i remember that one too and the subsequent years surrounding that of course i mean clarky like two years later they went to the conference final and they they lose to Jeff O'Neill and the Carolina Hurricanes. The O-Dog scoring that goal in overtime in game three, I believe it was, against his, uh, his childhood team. And the thing about that that I remember that was so crushing was the Leafs would probably have won that series if they weren't so injured. Everybody was hurt. Mm -hmm. you know, true story. When I was a kid, though, last time the Leafs won the Cup, I was eight years old. I was not a Leafs fan. I was a Bruins fan. Why? Huge Bruins fan because I had a paper route. I lived on Mary Street in Godrich and I had a paper route and Gary Doak was on my paper route. And I loved Gary Doak. He played uh, the years when they won the Cups back in the uh, early 70s. Same teams as Bobby Orr. And uh, hmm. I used to collect for the newspaper and it was like I was in the presence of royalty. Uh, and he used to keep a little brandy snifter, uh, snifter at his uh, at his front door, and he would fill it with change. And so back in that time, I think the paper was a buck and a quarter a week or something like that. And he would just empty all of his change into my little change bag. So sometimes I get three, four, five bucks on a dollar subscription. So he was really generous. And one time when I was collecting, he uh, for this newspaper, he said, Phil, what are you doing on Saturday? And I said, I'm just hanging out with my friends. He said, you and your friend should come down to St. George's Church uh, around, I forget what time it was. And so I dragged my friends down there on our bikes. We were like nine, 10 years old at the time, I think. And he, uh, the door swung open to the church and there he was. He'd just gotten married, standing there with his new bride. And and, I, and my friends are going, oh, big deal. It's just a guy got married. I said, that's Gary Doak. And they went, oh. And then after him, he went like this and behind him, Esposito, Cheevers, Bobby Orr, Cashman, Busick, the whole team was there. And that's when I started going to church. Because I thought, if that's what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they all, you know, so they all signed autographs for us and were, you know, rubbing nice. us on the head, going, hey guys, how's it going?
Amazing. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's a cool story. That I don't think would ever happen nowadays. No, it couldn't not be a Bruins fan, right? No. But so, how did you ever transform into a Leaf fan? Because like the Bruins, that was their heyday back in the early seventies. It was. I I think, you know, I grew up and I left Godrich and eventually, you know, just sort of slowly, all of my friends were Leafs fans. Hmm. A few people I didn't like were Canadians fans. Yeah, and same. it took on that, you know, it, it, it got to be more fun, and, and we could go easy, more easily then mm-hmm. to a Leafs game. I don't know how you go now, but mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. uh, Ryan probably doesn't even know the story, but when I was a kid and I was in uh, like a clinic for hockey, I, I don't know, I was like seven, eight years old maybe, and we had to get black jersey. They told us to get a black jersey, and I wore a Bruins jersey uh, mm. at hockey every week for for years. Um, but I never wore it outside of hockey. But as you know, big Leaf fan. Hey, when Aaron Rodgers left Green Bay, how did you feel the team was going to do? Uh, I thought that they might suffer a little bit for a few years. Mm-hmm. I was, as you know, a pretty big Aaron Rodgers fan at one mm-hmm. point. But his antics of the last year or two have kind of made me go, Aaron, be quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I love Jordan Love. I think mm-hmm. he's I think he's gonna be I mean, Green Bay has this history of making huge quarterbacks for some reason. Mm-hmm. I hope he stays humble. I love the way he scrambles around. I love the way he throws. Uh, from the pot like he stands there it seems like forever and still gets a perfect throw away mm-hmm. and that just uh, that blows me away so i love and i love the dynamic he set up with some of his receivers doesn't seem like he has a favorite every week it's just you know mm. yeah. so yeah, I, the team is young right they're very young they're so the for them to have gone, yeah for them to have gone as far as they did this year i still think is kind of spectacular and i have big hopes so i sort <laughs> of relate that to the leafs because yeah. Everyone says something's going to happen. They're never going to win with this chemistry the way it is. Um, a Mitch Marner, who's a superstar, no doubt about it. But I've said it all along on this show. They can succeed without Mitch Marner, and they and I think eventually they might have to. Um, it, do you think the the makeup of this team, the Leaf team, is is championship caliber, and can they win with these guys? I think it all goes back to that for one word that you just mentioned, that's chemistry. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been much of a believer in you need a superstar to win the Stanley Cup. I think you need super chemistry to win a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And you can have a bunch of guys that are really great, but if they click, you know, it goes back to, you know, the all the sort of cliche stories about Gretzky not being the greatest at any one thing, but he had an, a sense and he created some chemistry with the guys he played with. And that's what made him so great. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm hardly the person to ask for a professional opinion on that, but just from the sidelines, that's what I see. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just mm-hmm. guys that know each other and can play like a family rather than one guy that's always yeah, yeah. sticking out. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Is that right or wrong? Well, no, I, I agree go with ahead, the sentiment. Ryan. I agree with the sentiment, obviously, because yeah, like that's typically what you hear when teams win. Um, yes, you need really good players. Like, it, let's just be honest. In in any sport, 
You need some big dogs to make that game-breaking play yeah. every now and again, but it doesn't matter if the big dogs do that and everybody else on the roster isn't there doing their job, doing the little things to break up a two-on-one, make a great defensive play, play physical. Mm. Leafs, you listening? Physical. Uh, throw some hits. Wear down the other team's defense. It it doesn't matter if you don't have all of the ingredients. Having one or two great players that can score nifty goals is not going to finish it for you. So it, you're absolutely right, Phil. And that's the main knock against this team, no matter what we talk about. Their salaries, their points, their lack of points, bad goalie, whatever. All of it ultimately doesn't matter uh, unless they put it together 23 men deep throughout an entire four-round run. And as of yet, they have proven that they are not at all near capable of doing that. Yeah. If you compare it to, you think I, I keep I don't I keep thinking about football, but uh, a story I read a few years ago about who the second highest paid guy on a football team is, like usually the highest paid guy is your quarterback, and the second is, and I forget the name of the position, and I couldn't name one, but uh, it was brought to the forefront with Michael Orr in that movie, The Blind Side. Second highest paid guy is the guy that protects the quarterback, and so. It really is a team effort. It's not just about what good is a Mitch Marner if he's got nobody to play with. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you need your, especially, you know, generally your right-handed quarterback. Most of them are. Need that left tackle to, you know, protect yeah, the blind that's side. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. It's the, your <laughs> blind side. And that's why you typically read stories every year, you know, when the, when the team does well, uh, the quarterback will buy all of his linemen, you know, new suits or Rolexes or something, right? <laughs> exactly. Tom Brady, Tom Brady always got his guys watches, you know, yeah. new iPods, whatever they wanted. Right. Like, because mm -hmm. those guys are the ones making sure that people aren't chopping him down at the knees. I want to ask you as well uh, about the Packers. Where did that fandom come from? How did you fall in line with the pack crew? Okay. This is, this is weird. <laughs> it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. Um, once upon a time, I was doing a morning show on uh, our sister station, CKNX. It was a talk information format, and I created this bit called Phil's Aleatoric Adventure, which just means random. And I used okay. to fake throw darts at a board, like a map of the world. And wherever the dart landed, I would try to call somebody there like a... Tourist group, or you know, the town council, or somebody. And one time, it landed on Green Bay, and so I ended up calling their uh, oh gosh, somebody in their municipal offices there, and uh, we got talking about Green Bay. And she said she was sitting like she was a tourism person, and she said she was sitting in her office, looking down uh into lambo field from where her office was she i could see right in it and i asked her a question about brett Favre because he was the quarterback and kind of making some bad news at that time and she said don't you say anything bad about my brett or about my brett i'll come up there <laughs> i went okay all right and i started started watching green bay a little bit because she got me excited about the team and about there's there are rabid fans there oh and they yeah. love their oh, yeah. team oh yeah. And so I got a little bit excited and started following the team. And then I started reading about some of the history um, that goes with the team. And I love that old stadium. And I thought, it's just, I don't know. It's hmm. just. That's a wild story. 
It I is, actually right? like that. You know <laughs> what? That's one of the better fandom stories I've ever yeah. heard. I, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, and you're right, man. The Cheesehead Nation, dude, like mm. that's one of the smallest markets in North American sports. Yeah. Forget the yeah. NFL. And man, they're diehard. Like the Packers are dug in. They're not going anywhere, dude. And the, and the fans own uh you know just shy of 50 percent of the team it's yeah. it's community have, ownership have you been yeah. to a game and joe bowen i have not and uh because we know an know. owner we know an owner what <laughs> yeah we know we, we, we we're friends with joe bowen joe, joe bowen, bowen actually and his boys, owns a they, piece they yeah. have a piece no. they got shares yeah <laughs> well introduce the story fellow, would you <laughs> exactly exactly yeah We'll get that, you down there. We'll have to drag you down there someday amazing. when uh, maybe. I've never been to an NFL game, let alone Lambo. I've been to a oh. few, and it's a lot of fun, man. Like it, it's it's a yeah. good time, and you should get down there. Maybe we'll line it up where they're playing my Patriots, and we can watch them wax the Patriots for four quarters because they're I really bad. I now. knew you. You like the Patriots? Huge Pats fan. Huge I'm Pats fan. So Even so now, sorry. even when they're bad, <laughs> yeah, he's just not as vocal now. We don't I'm hear not. it as much. <laughs> I'm plenty vocal. I'm very excited about the draft. We're going to draft a good player. We, I'm excited about our new head coach. I'm very excited. Who's your Thank new head you coach Bill. again? Yeah. Gerard Mayo. Uh, Gerard Mayo. Where's Belichick gone? Where, where's he you know taking what? his frumpy, grumpy face? Buffalo. Hmm. Buffalo? No. <laughs> People seem convinced Sean McDermott's safe. I don't know that he should be, especially given the defensive performance. And that's mm. Uncle Bill's thing. So... Mm -hmm. That's a sneaky one. He's he's talked to Atlanta surprisingly quite a bit, which you didn't have a quarterback in New England. I don't know what you're going to get out of Atlanta, but they got a lot of money. They got a lot of money down there. Um, I don't think he'll go to L.A. Washington, you know, is, is a possibility. But I wherever he lands, they will instantly be better. No question yeah. about that. But I'm excited about Gerard Mayo. Super Bowl winner with the team. Played a lot of hard years as a linebacker. Was a linebacker's coach for Uncle Bill. And now he's taking over, and he's the first black head coach in, in team history. It's very exciting. It's really, really cool. I'm excited. I'm still very excited about the Patriots. And honestly, guys, if they never win another Super Bowl again, I don't care. They won <laughs> six, and I saw yeah. all six of them. So there you go. There you go. It really, it really doesn't bother me. You know, Phil, speaking about seeing things, you know, taking in information, chatting with people, telling stories. Let's talk a bit about your podcast. You have a podcast mm. that you started and it's doing really, really well. A lot of people are excited about it. Tell everybody about your podcast. So right when they're done watching this, they go and find your podcast for life. That's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's turned into a lot more than I thought it was going to, to be honest with you. A little more than a year ago, I realized, you know, in radio, how you get to an uh, end of one year mm -hmm. and you know that that meeting is coming up where the boss is going to say, so what are you doing next year? How are you taking everything to the next level? And I had started a photo blog and I was just going to go to some of the places I love in Midwestern Ontario because I absolutely love living here. I really do. And take some pictures and write a little bit more in-depth photo blog on the place. And uh, my PD at the time said, hey, maybe uh, maybe that would make a great podcast. And I went, oh, God, can I? Because I would love to do that. So hmm. I realized I was coming up on a date, uh, and it's, it's been almost a year. March 21st of last year was 65 weeks until I turned 65 years old. 
So I thought I'm going to do a 65 before 65 challenge and try to go to 65 places or talk to 65 people that I think are great in Midwestern Ontario. And uh, so that's what we did. And we called it a life that's good. And it has been a real riot. Um, I've learned so much, got to know so many people at a different level. Everybody from uh, theaters to, you know, we've got uh, some sports. I think we have um, uh, Justin Peters coming on. Nice. Incredible. Yeah. In a week or two. So that'll be fun. Of the Ottawa um, Senators. Yeah. We're just about Pooley. to. Yeah. We're just about to load up a Jim Cuddy interview, Blue Rodeo. He's going to be in Blythe. Oh. We're talking about the Blythe Hall. Awesome. Blue Rodeo. That's going up uh, this week still. And just local people that are not names that everybody knows, but they're kind of heroes to a lot of people. So incredible. Well, that, well, that's it. That's a near guarantee that Clarky and I will never be on the show. <laughs> no, I was thinking that we, we need to try to do that. I've got till June. Okay. So, there we go. And, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, yeah, squeeze this in at like the second last episode. Exactly. Now, don't, yeah. yeah, not the last episode. We can't be on that's, the last no no that's funny man no a life that's good it's easy to find too you post it all over your socials it's on yep. spotify it's on it's on everything man you can find it, it anywhere yeah that's awesome man well i'm proud of you man i i know when you you first kind of came to me with the idea i was stoked for yeah. it and you're doing really wow. well for yourself with it man it's a lot of fun you my friend are uh agree well both of you are great encouragers and you've been a lot of help too. Just oh, you are like I mean that's important to people like us. I think to hear from someone, especially someone in the business, somebody who's doing it, who can you know listen and advise in a, a productive way, and encourage you to keep going with it. Uh, that's been important. So thanks for that. You Dude. used to have a, a sports show in the morning, sports with somebody. It was really good. Yeah, I forget. Was that good too? Yeah, yeah. It was good. I, I it might was have really appeared good. on that a couple times when a yeah, certain yeah. someone was yeah. away. Yes. Yeah, it was good. I miss it. I miss it a lot. We should bring yeah. it back. Get a sponsor. It's way better than uh, having to work with Ryan. <laughs> no, no, uh, I could do both. I could okay. do both. Yeah, yeah it's all okay. good. And you've been how long have you been at that radio station? Building on Cool. Oh, in the well, building? No, like yeah. How long have you worked there? Uh, my first time. My first go around was 1980. Wow for about three years and then i left for four or five years and went mm -hmm. back to school started a band did some stuff and then came back here in 1990 so i'm in 20 34 years Yeesh. that's that's incredible that is yeah. really incredible and i yeah, i know we, we, we were i think we were at cowbell or something together people know you're on the radio but there's one thing you're famous for um more uh -oh. than anything else more than uh -oh. anything else uh -huh. And because they're a big sponsor of our show, mm. I think you have to at least say it once here today. So oh, yeah. Over to you. Go. Conway Furniture, Highway 86, just east of Listable. There we go. Everyone <laughs> wants you to say that, eh? Everybody does. It's it's great. You I'm know that that the was cup a... back out. That's a Stanley Cup commercial. <laughs> That's a Stanley Cup commercial by Phil Maine. Do you know how that started? No. No. Doing a doing a remote at Conway, and I think it was 30 years ago. And the salesman said, "Can you interview Paul, the owner of the store?" And I said, "Sure, send him over." Mm. He comes over and he said, "What should I do? What shouldn't I do?" I said, "Just don't become announcer boy." 
And he yeah, said, yeah. what's announcer boy? And I heard in my cue, in my ear, them going, okay, Phil, in five, I said, don't do this. And I went, Conway Furniture, Highway 87. And he started to laugh. And then <laughs> I kept doing it, and he kept laughing, and we started to have fun. And then people started coming in the store and saying, you should do those all the time. And so we did. And it's been yeah. like 30 years. It's yeah. crazy. It was and always fun. Like when I was it's production iconic. manager there, it was fun recording it. It was just, you know, that fun 15 minutes of the day. Well, he's a great in. guy. He really is. Absolutely. Well, I guess, that's so another example of chemistry. Neither one of us is God's gift to broadcasting or announcing or yep. the voices or anything. Well, Clarky is, but. Well, Clarky. But I mean, between mm -hmm. me and Paul, we just, yeah. we're friends. So we get along. Like mm -hmm. we like, we like each other. So. HST and delivery how the included. best stuff's made. Yep. Yeah. HST delivery included, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Ne <laughs> never forget. Take never, the old ever way. forget. Yes. <laughs> that's that's punctuated by way. our buddy, Phil Main. Absolutely. Yeah. Phil, we really appreciate you doing this, brother. It's so much fun to have you on the show, man. It just yeah, feels like a bunch of old friends chatting, man. And go check out a like that's good, Phil's podcast. You're going to learn Thanks. so much about Midwestern Ontario, man. If you love it as much as the three of us, that's a must listen. Phil, thanks so much for doing this, pal. It was a pleasure. Thank you, friends. My pleasure. We're going to get you back on when the Leafs win the cup. Yes, please. We no should. Problem. We'll we'll do a big party, I promise. <laughs> yes. You can visit the Don't graveyard. roll your eyes. He rolled his eyes. Don't roll your eyes. No, I did. There's something in him. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Welcome back to Instigating with Clarky and Drury, brought to you by our friends at Conway Furniture, Larry Hudson, Chevrolet Buick GMC, and of course, those will squash courts. Ryan Drury back here with Clarky. Very pleased to be joined by another great guest on the show this week. Longtime pro goaltending coach, spent time with the Maple Leafs, and is now at Future Pro Goaltending School. They're doing clinics all across Southern Ontario right now. Steve McKeekin. Steve, how are you, man? Good. And you get props for pronouncing my name right. Very rarely do people <laughs> pronounce that right. Well, I'm the host of the show. I mean, Clark, you'd fire me if I didn't pronounce your name right, Steve. Come on, my well, job's exactly. on the He line played a here. game in the NHL, Ryan. You got to get his name right. Or a period. That's, was it a period? Pete, that's Steve? right. Pete McNabb didn't even get it right for New Jersey when he was calling the game. He called me McKitchen. If you can't stand the heat, get oh. other than McKitchen. <laughs> here we go Atro atrocious maybe works as a nickname but we're gonna say your name right steve um i want to ask you right now uh just your general you know impression of the goaltending position in the nhl right now it, it you know that we've seen the average save percentage dip the last number of years do you think that it is because of a lack of elite talent at the position right now or is it more tied into them shrinking the, the equipment over the last couple of years. What are you seeing from goaltenders across the NHL right now, Steve? Well, I think it's it's not related to the goalies being worse. I think it's more just, you know, the shooters are better. They're getting way more skilled coaches. They got way better sticks. So even a fourth-line bender can launch an 85-mile-an-hour snapper pretty accurately with the new sticks. So I think it's more related to that than the lack of goaltending ability. Um, it's, it's not goaltending. It's the shooters and the offensive skills coaches that are really helping them explore weaknesses. And I think a lot of goalies maybe are getting burned on stuff like RVHs on corner shots and stuff. But generally speaking, the goaltending strong and it, it's more the offensive players. We've seen a lot of hip injuries the last number of years, knee injuries, groin injuries, and there's been a lot of talk about that RVH that you referenced and some maybe alternatives to try and 
save some of these guys' joints longer and longer into their careers. Um, what are you seeing in terms of the way guys are playing positionally right now that may be leading to some of those injuries more often? And what can some of these guys do to maybe mitigate some of those, Steve? Well, the RVH would be a part of it, but the butterfly itself is also part of it. So like concussions in football, hip surgeries are the cost of doing business for goalies. So there's nothing you can do. You're not going to go back and play stand-up goal anymore. So hip surgeries are just the cost of doing business with being a goalie. Let's dive right into the Maple Leaf situation here and, and the seemingly turnaround. I know it's only been two games, but Ilya Samsonov has performed admirably the last two games, stole the game uh, Wednesday night against Winnipeg when the team played like crap, let's be honest. What do you think has happened to him? Is it all in his head? And has he? do you think he's straightened out? Or do you see positionally him playing better as well? I don't know a lot positionally has changed. He's a talented goalie. He's an NHL goalie, big kid, moves well. And the goalie coach, the Leafs, and the, the mental staff there have got him back on the right page. And goalies, they'll vacillate between confidence and not confidence. So it was clearly a confidence thing. But generically speaking, the Leafs, are going to be late missing the playoffs or be out in the first round because of their goaltending and defensive structure. They're, they'll score a bazillion goals. Austin will get his 70. Marner and everybody will score a whole bunch. But they don't have any of those three goalies or the defensive structure to take them to the promised land. So this will be a rinse and repeat, just like every year. We're in the same um, twilight zone groundhog day with Bill Murray. It's, it, we'll have fun. They'll, they'll tease us. And then it'll be a first rounder or just slightly miss the playoffs because of the goaltending and because of the defensive structure. In your Ryan's opinion, gonna jump all over this. Ryan will jump all over this one. No, no. I just I, no, I, you will. I, I, I don't want to crap will. on the kid, but like, you know, that we had Samsonov in Washington and and it didn't work out. When you look at the way he plays and Wall specifically, because Martin Jones is a flyer guy that they they gave a cheap deal to, and he stepped in and been very admirable admirable for them and wouldn't have even had to make an appearance if Samsonov hadn't faltered and Wall didn't get injured. When you look at those two young goalies in particular, though, for Toronto Wall and Samsonov. Do you see anything in the way they play the game and obviously with refinements thrown in there to maybe get them playing a little better? Do you see either of those two guys becoming that big goaltender that could push the Leafs further into the playoff picture someday? I think Wall certainly could do that. I think Samsonov is sort of sort of shown who he is. His true colors have come out. So the best you've seen out of him in Washington, the best you see out of him in Toronto, isn't enough to get them over the line. So Samsonov isn't the answer. Wall might be the answer, but he's still two or three years removed of, of demonstrating durability and performing under pressure. Regular season goaltending is not Stanley Cup playoff goaltending. And you can't fall in love with the first girl you see at the dance. you got to wait till the lights come on when the bar is closing and when the lights come on and the bars close, they're going to see that those goaltenders that they currently have aren't the answer. They're the redheaded stepchild. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious then Steve, we're, we're chatting with longtime goaltending coach, Steve McKeekin and Steve, I'm curious specifically, and this is what Clarky was talking about. I'm curious specifically with Samsonov. If you were to go on the ice with him one-on-one, -on -one, what are some things that you would be telling that young man in terms of trying to improve his game? What needs to change in your mind? 
I think technically he's doing everything fine. He's a, he's a middle of the road to top, top half NHL goalie caliber wise from technique and tactics. So nothing technique and tactic needs to change. I think with him, you just have to be worried exclusively about the present. He doesn't need to hear about what he needs to correct and what he doesn't need to correct or that he, you know, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. He just needs to do drills and just do work. You don't say shit about anything. He just got to do his day-to-day business and not worry about the future or the past. And he's got no major technical or tactical change that need to be changed in his game. He just needs to stay the course. Now him at his best will be good enough for the team to challenge for a playoff spot and and do, they won't go out four straight in the playoffs, but he's not going to be the guy that's going to get you to the promised land. And they need somebody that can do that. And the current roster isn't that. You've been in the dressing room. You've been around the NHL team. Do you think it was the Leafs' plan the, the whole time not to play a game in the American Hockey League? As a fan, a lot of us wondered, like, why isn't he at least playing a game? Um, but I guess if you go down and you fail at the American League level, it even hurts your psyche a little bit more. Do you think that was the plan the whole time? Just stay away, work on your game and practice, and then come back? Uh, I think there might be some business structure reasons contract wise with, uh, bringing up other people and sending Mm -hmm. people down and the overall salary cap issue may have had some function in that. But as far as protecting his brain or protecting him from future embarrassment, I don't think that would have crossed their mind because the NHL is a mercenary cutthroat business. They don't give a crap about that stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you either, if you can't handle the pressure in Toronto, you're, you know, playing in in the Marley's. If you can't handle that, you're not ready to play in the NHL anyway. So mm-hmm. they wouldn't be concerned about that. It was probably just to give him a rest and get his just get his brain away from hockey. It wasn't they were afraid or they're protecting him from anything. It was more mm-hmm. just get him out of the, the office for a little while, let him get his brain back, focused on other things. When you were with the Leafs, did they have a mental coach that would help the players? I know um with Andrew Raycroft in particular. You asked me to put together a video of all his saves to show him and, and get his confidence up at one point. Did they have that kind of coach down there, or was that your job? Well, generally for the team, Paul Dennis did a bunch of the, yep. the stuff mentally yep. uh, with the players. But in, in Raycroft's case, he was a unique duck. Like I think the uh, Toronto fans don't like to hear this, but when he was there, he set the record for the most wins <laughs> in a season for the Leafs. Yep. And he was fine when he was a starter. And mm-hmm. the problem with Razor was he very rarely went down in practice and the guys could fill the net on him in practice. And he was game sharp because he was playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Once Vesa came in and started playing more and Ray Croft wasn't playing as much, he wasn't getting the high quality, real game, realistic reps in practice. You know, that's when these games started to fall apart because he wasn't that hard worker in the, my, or in, the mm-hmm. in the backup role in practice. And he's one of those guys who was just happy to be in the NHL. He could have been great, but he wasn't a guy that strived for greatness. He just wanted, he was just happy he made the NHL and that was it and married wealthy and moved on. That's the thing with some of these guys that, you know, is easy to forget, Steve. Like we are talking about human beings. We're not all wired the exact same way. I am curious though, when you're showing young kids and students that come to you for goaltending advice and, and to learn a little bit more about how to improve their game, who are some guys that are maybe playing in the NHL now or even guys that you helped out over your career that you show them video of and say, this is exactly what you should be doing out there? Does any names spring to mind? 
Sure. Like I, I like the common poise that Price had when he played. And I've got a, a goalie that I've trained since he was a little kid named Ryerson Leanders from Mississauga. And he's he's been a uh, one of my to- top students recently. He's got a lot of poise and calmness in his game. But I try to be realistic with kids and say, listen, there is an arbitrary cutoff in the NHL. Now, the average height is six foot three. And a lot of the scouting software won't even allow you to input goalies that are underneath six feet. So I always caution parents to realize that it's a requisite and they'll say well what about uc saros and i say well that's an outlier and uc saros is the only guy that size in the nhl and in that organization of nashville if there was an organization that would believe in a diminutive goalie it should be nashville but the average height of the goalies the six goalies beneath him in the nashville organization is six foot four so if nashville won't consider finding another smaller goalie. Nobody will. So I, I try to not be discouraging to parents, but create a sense of realism. Yeah, play like Carey Price. Play for fun. M- model yourself after that. And it's the same thing I said with Ryerson. He's six one, so he's past sort of that barometer of where it needs to be. But uh, at the end of the day, you have to have the proper height. And if you don't, doesn't matter how you play. Who's? I think I might know the answer to this, but who's the best goalie you've ever coached? Um. The next goalie. Wow. Uh, I, that's a Tom Brady answer. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would have said Eddie. He, no, he's not the best goalie I ever coached. He's the most accomplished as far as Hall of okay. Famer and credentials okay. and everything. Yeah. But you uh, you always look at athletes as they come to you. And, and like I was so fortunate to be able to learn as much from him as he would have learned from me. But on a given day, um, I would be working with him and he would make – um, some time we work with him at practice. Mm. And then that night I go work with a seven-year-old on how to hold their stick. And so in one day I'd work with a hall of famer and a seven-year-old. So my, my mindset is I don't really focus on the fact that I've got probably one of the best goalies coming up in the OHL draft or worked with Eddie, who's a hall of famer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going tonight to a clinic in Exeter where a kid doesn't care about that. They just care that they're going to learn how to, to get better today doing something. Well, Steve, I can tell you're doing a great job, obviously, because I, I call games for the Guelph Storm and have seen hey, Ryerson Linders a lot. The the kid is he, he's a really good player. He's a really, really good young goaltender. Right. I was going to say, he's, he's, go very, ahead, Steve. He, he's a very good uh, character guy, quiet. His parents are very down to earth, very realistic, not uppity, not, you know, being the typical minor hockey parent and having done this for over 35 years, there's there's a real lack of realism in parents not understanding how this works and it's it's insane and i'll give you one last little example related to that topic so i I tell kids you know you want to do your best you want to try to have a chance to play in the nhl if that's what your goal is but you have to have a sense of realism and if that discourages the kid then you already know the answer anyways but i'll say for instance take a look at strathroy ontario there's maybe eight or nine of us that have banners up in there that have played in the nhl and people like well yeah that proves it can happen like of course it does but the NHL has been going for well over 100 years, and nine of us have done it in Strathroy. Mm-hmm. So how many thousands of kids have played minor hockey in Strathroy in over 100 years? And so when you talk to kids, you say, set the bar high. Try to become the best you can possibly be. But realize, unless you're going to be 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", and an amazing dominant athlete, it's not going to be in the cards. You play for the love of the sport, not for an outcome. Yeah. That's, that's good also, advice. That's, that's really good advice. And that that really hit home to me. Like, it's all my size. I'm only 5'10". 
Like that's why that was your never... only problem, Clarky. That was your only problem. That and your five hole. Those two things. <laughs> remember, I shot on you before, Clarky. I, I know, I know. You nearly killed me that day. Um, yeah. It was after leaf practice, Ryan and Steve and I went on the ice, and he gave me a little lesson. Uh, first of all, I nearly died um, from exhaustion. And then he shot white pucks at me that I still haven't seen. Um, but I learned a lot, and I'm still playing keeks. And you know what? I'm getting better every day. So all you want to do is get better every day. You, you're, exactly. I like to say you're getting better looking every day too. But yeah, I am. We're not. We're not going to do that. Is this podcast on video or just audio? It's video. It's oh, video. it'll be on video. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's too bad, Clarky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Leafs are causing him stress. Steve, we really appreciate your time. We know mm-hmm. you got to go and get down to one of these clinics. If someone was interested in reaching out to you or your school to potentially get some teaching, how can they do that? Uh, info at futurepro.com and they can go to futurepro.com is uh, our goalie stuff. We do future pro hockey, future pro golf, future pro soccer. We're into every sport through future pro. So just go to future pro online and you'll find us. Nice. Amazing you got a, you got a course for a 57 year old too? We do. Yes. Okay. Perfect. I'll see you soon. That's good. We'll, we charge we'll you double, sending... Clarky. <laughs> as you should. As you <laughs> yeah. should. Steve, we really appreciate this, man. Thanks so much for doing this. Eh? All right. Take care. See ya. We'll be right back. We'll have more coming up next here, of course. Couch Potato of the Week coming up next here on Instigating. Back to wrap things up here. Another week of Instigating with Clarkie and Jury. Thanks so much to our guests this week, man. We get great guests. Our buddy Phil Main, longtime morning voice mm-hmm. of classic rock, now cool 94.5 on uh, Blackburn Radio over in Wingham. Big Leaf fan, big Packers fan, too. That, uh, that story that he told us about how he became a Packers fan was just wild. <laughs> I mean, wild. hey. It is absolutely wild. Gonna, if you're going to, you know, come up with a story of how you, you know, picked your favorite team, most people, are, you know, are like, I like their colors. I like this, whatever you pick it when you're a little kid. That's about as interesting a tale as, as I can find. I'd say he landed on a pretty good franchise too. bright days ahead for uh, the Packers, despite the yeah. disappointment of no, no. the missed, the missed kick. Young team. How about, their Young co- up, how, up how about their coach after like talking about Anders Carlson, their kicker? who missed the kick, he like, they're not bringing him back. And he was a rookie kicker. And he said, I just close my eyes and pray when he kicks the ball. Like, (laughs) do you think everyone in Buffalo do the same thing? With Tyler Bass? Yeah. Anybody, any kicker at any, at any pivotal point in a a game. Boy, oh boy. I'm a sort of an anti-Bills guy. So I was laughing um, that it happened again. I just don't like the Bills. I don't like them. Just like people don't like the Leafs. I don't like the Bills. Okay, I can, but like, I can be like generally that. people don't like the Leafs because they have a vested interest in another team. Like you don't even watch the NFL. No, what is I just like beef? seeing them lose. I don't know. I just, uh, it's just one of those things. I don't know. See, that's bad karma. And I don't like that about you. Like, <laughs> okay. now that's fine. Okay. You don't gonna... like to win either. I don't care because we own them for 20 years in New England. What do I No, no, no. I'm not talking about the Bills. I'm just talking about in general, like the Penguins. Then I get it. You have a team. Yeah, I hate the Penguins. Why would I like them? Right. I get it. I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. That's kind of what I'm saying, though. It's weird to me that you're like taking (laughs) your carpet bombing the Bills right now. Like, what's what's the problem? I'm just not a fan of Buffalo. Did really someone throw it. a drink in your face at no, in, in a club no. in Buffalo? I've been to Buffalo Saber games and I don't like the vibe there. And I don't know. I just I'm not a big fan of the town. 
I don't know. You don't like the the the, the grit grinders down in Buffalo? I no. Fit right in the only there. thing I like down there town, is the, the Bison's. I went to a Bison's game and liked it. Okay. Been to Saber games. I, hey, it, it, to each his yeah. own. You do you yeah. do you. Just go be KC. Warm. I'm like, a KC fan right now, so that's why I don't oh, like the Bison. Okay, dude. Patty Mahomes. What are you putting money down or something? Is that why you're why you're happy with KC? You got like a six way parlay. Okay. Oh my gosh. Did that yeah. just how did yeah, that Zoom happen? Got, Zoom will do that now when like you that was great. I had no idea that was yeah. gonna happen. Wow. That was like uh, there it is again. Look at that. Hey <laughs> Zoom will do this point thing your now. Down. There you go. Wow, I had no idea. Zoom. If you're not so, watching on video, you have to. <laughs> it was amazing. Zoom Sorry. has this interactive technology now where it, it can trace if <laughs> my you're daughter, doing emojis. My daughter just walked in the room. She hears me laughing. Yeah, look, Amanda, look. I do like, look. Wow. I was doing the, uh, <laughs> the Kelsey She's thing. like, whoa, cool. Um, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, she's seen all this because yeah. noodles. Remember, noodles got caught with 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 one of those on overdrive a while ago. There, <laughs> no, yeah. By the that. way, did you did you see when they brought back the muchacho bit there, the Jeff no. O'Neill poncho thing? If you no. don't know, what I'm oh, talking I saw, about, I saw, I saw the clip. Like, oh the, my you know, god, that might be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But you know, getting back to the guys, getting back yes. to Phil and to Steve. There's two guys. Like yeah, we Steve we McKeegan, like getting big name people on this show, and there's two big name local people. I think Phil's from yeah. Goddard, and Steve's from Strathroy. I was at his house actually in Strathroy before he moved. Um, he yeah, he resides up in there. Kettle Point. Kettle Point, still, lo still local. Yeah, and uh, coaching hockey. And as I said, he had me on the ice after leaf practice. And I tell you, if it was in the era of the e bug, people probably would have thought I was the e bug for the night or something, but. I nearly died. Yeah. Like, there's no question. I, like he had me learning how to get up and down and push across faster than I used to. And I would nearly die. Like there's no question. Anyway. Well, yeah, the, the old uh, one knee at a time approach. No, that's what I do now. It's not quite yeah. going to cut it. Well, and Joe uh, Bowen with, told with us he doesn't like even Steve. go down anymore. No. Well, why would he? It's tough. He's Joe Bowen. It's almost it rude to score on him. You put it right in the logo. <laughs> You put it right in the logo. <laughs> no, the there's no way people do that. Anyway. Anyway, Steve McKeekin, a future pro, future yes. pro. And like he mentioned, they got they got soccer goal. They football. Yeah. They they got everything going on. I did not realize that it extended beyond the ice. So really impressive mm -hmm. stuff. You got a young kid playing the goaltending position across multiple sports. Check that out. Futurepro.com. Yeah. Um yeah. now, now we were talking a little bit, and he he was not very gung ho about uh, Mister Samsonov, despite uh, a recent no, brilliant performance. It's the first time ever I think I can legitimately say he stole the Maple Leafs he did. game. He did. There's no question. He, he absolutely did. stole that game. Yeah. Give me your breakdown because the Leafs were yeah. they were horrible. The they other were night. awful. And Samsonov legitimately stole that game. That was a goalie win. It was, and as Joe Bowen said to us a couple of weeks ago. That hasn't happened this year. They haven't had no. a game where a goalie stole a game. And Wall uh, did a couple. He Wall played well, couple. but I think the Leafs scored a lot of goals in those games. Like, I don't remember a one nothing win. No, uh, anyway. but there were ones where he made really big saves down the stretch of the game where yeah. people went, they wouldn't yeah. have won oh, yeah. him. No, for but sure. I know but, what you mean. But like Samson, no question, stole the game. By, front like, to back, no, the best player. 
No question about it. Um, I'm just looking at my phone here and uh, got a text last night at 8.18 from our okay. friend, Ian Doig. Boy, oh. they're looking good tonight. I respond saying, zero, zero. He says, ha ha, Chuggy is even screaming at the TV. It's that bad. Then at the end of the second, I go, still zero, zero. And then I took a little sentence from uh, Steve Dangle's tweet last night. He says, okay. Uh-huh. So this game hasn't been very good, but in spite of what's happened, you've generated three power plays, even though they stunk and you're tied with the jets after two. If the third period is your best, you have a good chance of winning. And, uh, they did stink. There's no question about it. I, and I'm glad, uh, um, Sheldon grew a pair and benched those guys, um, because they needed to be, they were awful. And to allow a two on nothing shorthanded is probably one of the worst things you could ever do in a hockey game. Um, and those two saves Samsonov made on that were unbelievable. That'll be, that'll like, be end of the year highlight reel. Right. Save of the year. Material. You know what it looked that like was... to me? It looked like uh, the all-star game uh, funsies time, you know, when they go down and they, yeah, like that's what it looked like. It's like, it was oh a game. God. Yeah. It, it was a real game. It was a real game and a real important two points, um, Jesus, you know, at, at the end of the day, but I'm 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 drinking the Kool-Aid more of the people who say this team's not going to do anything. Let's just leave it at that. Well, sadly, it's hard sadly. When, it, it, it's it's hard when Steve McKeegan, who's worked with a lot of good goaltenders oh, and yeah. continues to work with great yeah. goaltenders like Ryerson Leaners. Look him up, by the yeah. way, Clark. He's, yeah. yeah. And he plays yeah, for a team yeah, 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 no, no, too. for sure. You're familiar with Mississauga? Come on. I am. Once you get down there and watch Ryerson Leaners, he'll show you something. Um, when when a guy like him comes on the show and says, "Yeah, the, the goaltending's not good enough," even even with a healthy Joseph. But Wall, do you think Aiden not, Hill? Do you think they were talking like that last year about him? No, but here's here's the thing. I know I that's a much different this. team. I know, I know, I get it. That's what you're gonna say. I know, I know, I know, I know. Do you know what's crazy too? Like last night, they they pointed this out. It's actually I, I was listening on Overdrive yesterday. Uh, and it was Noodles, I think, that pointed it out. Like the Leafs core four to collectively, what do they make? 40, 44.35 million sure. or something like that. Sure. The entire Jets forward core makes 37. Oh, I know. Whoa, hold on a sec here. Like I, I, and that's what we're talking about. It, and that, and that goes back to our conversation about the Nylander signing. It's great that you bought this Ferrari, but can you drive it in the environment you're in? That's why I made that Alaska reference when we had Jason Brooks on. Like, okay, great. You've got all these Ferraris. You can probably only drive one of them. Like, you can probably drive the the Escalade in Mm -hmm. Alaska. Mm -hmm. Let me ask this. Can you drive the Bugatti? Can you drive the Lamborghini? Like, Do you think Edmonton has a shot at winning? Yeah, of course they do. They have the two best players in the world on their team. Of course okay, they do. Okay, so they don't have a stud D, really. Like, I don't know. Evan Bouchard's it, it, a really good player. He's better than yeah. every defenseman the Leafs have had in the last 20 and Skinner's years. not a proven goalie. Not really, but he's making the saves he needs. Dude, yeah. they've won a bajillion yeah. games. So is Joe Hall. Joe Wall. Anyway, I'm just saying. I think Joe Wall has the potential to yeah. become. Yeah, a, a, a star goal. T- I really do. I, mm-hmm. I do. I do too. The sample but. size is still too small, but the way that he stepped in at his age, right, and done what he's done in some pressure yeah. situations, I've been impressed with the way yeah. he's done that. My worry for him is that he's continuing 
these these injury stints, which plagued him in his junior career. Yeah, no, I I'm know. really worried about that guy. Like, yeah. I want him to be healthy and have yeah. a legitimate shot here. It would be a great story, too, because the Leafs haven't developed anybody in 400 years. So it would mm-hmm. be a nice story for sure. Mm-hmm. Not anyway. so nice story uh, coming out of London, obviously. Ugh. And and look, we can't just touch on this, Ryan. There's obviously, like we 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 can't speculate. We touched on it when it first broke. Obviously, the alleged sexual assault involving members of the 2018 gold medal Canadian World Junior Team at an event in London in June of 2018. Um, five players have been summoned by the London police. Uh, basically. You know, legally, these these people have to turn themselves over to police to be interviewed and potentially face um, sexual assault charges in in just a, an awful scandal. It's terrible for, you know, the young woman that's going through this um, who still wants to remain anonymous. And, that, and that's absolutely her right. And, and mm-hmm. man, it, it, this is just not a good story. And then, of course, piling on as well, something people were all, also aware of. You know, there's an investigation out in Nova Scotia involving the 2003 World Junior Team. And, you know, obviously what this really all boils down to, because we could speculate forever and people are doing it on social media. You, you don't need me to do it. This no, guy's you can coming, do it this yourself. Guy's you, going. Can, you, can, you can put there's, A and B together. We can't do that here, things. guys. We, no, we're we not doing it. We can't do but... that here, um, but it's happening. And uh, the London police uh, are going to hold a press conference on Monday, February 5th. Um, we'll find out a lot more then. We're all we're all going to be learning a lot more yeah. about a, a really yeah. awful story. And really what this boils down to is just, Guys, you know, we, we got to be better here. We got to we got to raise better people. We got to make sure people are respectful of, of everybody. But particularly in this in, in cases like this, women, it's just I can't believe it's 2024. I almost said 23. I can't believe it's 2024. And we have to have conversations like this. It's just, it's just baffling yeah. to me. And, 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 it, and like it's, sweeping it's things under the under the carpet is the, the worst, you know, because um, people absolutely. knew absolutely. People knew about this. Absolutely. And people uh, knew well, Hockey Canada people, knew they paid exactly. People off. Exactly. That's what I mean. They paid they had a yeah. slush fund in it. And it was a, a Shakutami, or was it Shakutami or Schwinnigan or something? Yeah, former Shakutami Saganines player. Yeah. Um and, uh, yeah. is suing them with, the with coaching stuff. Yeah, with coaches on the bus. Like, it's outrageous. It is outrageous. It, like it's oh, outrageous. I don't know. The coaches there's, should there's pay people a that need too. to be absolutely like there's there's people that need to be held account for stuff like this like yeah. I, I look i i work in the ohl now i have a great time you know being around the guelph storm their first class mm-hmm. organization it's incredible the people down there and the players are all great they're great kids i i i, I hope to god nothing like this is happening in in the circles that i'm immediately in and 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 if they are will be calling it to account you can bet but there's some people that really need to be called to to account on on things that have been happening in this sport it, it's not right and and the players are are guilty of it there's players guilty of it with with mm-hmm. stuff like the hazing yeah. and sexual assault and 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 almost it's all horrific but almost yeah. worse you've got adults that are responsible for these young men and and for turning them into good people that are committing these acts as well and allowing hazing incidents and and even yeah and let's not you know, say it's just hockey it's no not, it's not just hockey it's not just hockey. It's not just, it's not just, not just Canada like let's be honest no 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 I know but I, no we yeah. know that yeah. we know that look yeah. you, hey 
You want to spend a night on Google and get real depressed and look up some stuff that's happening no, in college sports down in the no, U.S. No. or soccer <laughs> no, over in Europe? You can go down a rabbit oh, hole of some pretty horrific sure stuff can. out there. I'm sure and you it's can. And it's got to stop, man. These people yep. aren't better than everybody else because they, they play a sport. Mm-hmm. And that mentality for some of these people yep. is hard to let go of, obviously. And it's it's gross. Mm-hmm. And it's got to change. Uh, that's about all I got, Clarky. We've got a few minutes yeah. left here. Yeah. we got to yeah. move on. We have yeah. to move on to our Conway Furniture Catch oh. Potato of the Week. Let's get suited look up. What I, look what I found today. Oh, look at this. Okay. That was the 50th anniversary mug I had. We're really Conway. geared up now. Yeah. And that's and I'm glad that you brought that up. 50th anniversary mug. Look. No, but now it's 55. Furniture. Now it's 55. It's 55. And, and you see it there on our beautiful logo there, Producer Adam. Conway Furniture has been around serving the community for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. 55 years, probably. End of Listool. 55 years sounds about right. <laughs> and you know what else sounds about right when you go in there? The prices. They include HST and delivery. Let mm-hmm. me tell you what, you're not going to get a better deal than that. I mean, you could go out and spend $3.5 million on Ilya Samsonov, or you could mm-hmm. go and get HST and delivery on a brand new couch, okay? And on that note, Clarky, yes. I would like to take over. I would like to take What? We usually let you go no, first. No, no, no. I... Yep. All right. Go. I would like to take the, right. the point. And Adam, right. you've got an image for me. All that needs to okay. be said is is one picture of this guy. And I've bagged on this guy a lot. Producer Adam, he's got it ready. I bagged on this guy a lot. My couch potato is Ilya Samsonov in a good way. He can kick his feet up after his recent performances. And I'm not the type of guy to get too proud to go, oh, I was wrong and I won't say anything. I still don't believe, much like our friend Steve McKeegan, that this is the guy that's going to get it done for the Leafs. But when you bag on a guy for poor performance and then he turns around and does what he did on Sunday and what he did largely even more so on Wednesday, a one nothing shutout of one of the best teams in the league, I'm sorry. You got to allow Ilya Samsonov to kick his feet up and relax. He is my couch potato of the week. Are you shocked, Mr. Clark? I'm a little shocked, but on the okay. same in the same vein, I'm I'm not... Got to give him his uh, props. Not, you got to give him his props. There's yes. no doubt about it. And here's my question to you, Mr. Dury. Okay. Any team could have had this guy three weeks ago. Any team didn't need him. Well, not the way he was playing. If he strings off five more wins in a row, mm-hmm. the Leafs trade him if they can. Maybe, but it would depend on... It depends on Joseph I, Wall if he's back, for sure. Yeah, um, and you have Marty Jones, and you know what? I think they like Samsonov's that gone anyway. Parachute. They're not bringing this guy back no matter what. I don't. Think he's not so, coming yeah, back the, unless so, they, unless he pushes them into of, the conference final or something. There's a lot of teams looking for a goalie. There's a lot of teams out there looking for a goalie, and the price tag yeah. seems to be high. Yeah, I I don't know that there's a lot. I wouldn't of teams be shocked for a just goalie like you heard it him right now. Hey, if yeah. he, as I said, if he remains hot, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but then you're down a body, right? And the Leafs, and then Wall gets injured again, and now Martin Jones is yeah. the only guy. Yeah. I don't know. You'd, you'd run yourself. That's not to say I get, get that. I get goalie, that, but, but you know what I mean. You know but what if I they mean. can get Who's an asset for potato? him, if they can get an asset for him, I say trade him. Oh, if they could get like a second-round pick or even better, a, def- a, a defenseman okay, that knows how that, to defend. This is, this is leading into my couch potato. Okay. A lot of love. Okay. Lo- lot what do you got? Love. Adam, got? roll it when you can. And not that I want to be anti-Buffalo once again, okay. but this guy made my weekend. 
<laughs> he was a superstar. Um, you know, his his Eagles got eliminated, and Kelsey's there at the uh at the Bills game and showing kids uh Taylor Swift in the box. What a thrill for these kids. He's shirtless. Yeah. He's at a this is a professional athlete. It sounds like he's gonna retire. He told some guys he's he's done. He's retiring. Um yeah. he's got a Chiefs hat on there, so that would be, probably be a good indicator. Um, but look at this guy like there's nothing it's better awesome, man especially with the score the way it was too there he is there he in is. the background <laughs> and, i and love this guy it, 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 he is he's what sports is all about and i wish more athletes were all about there he is at the tailgate he's walking yeah. around at the tailgate party he's doing uh, the buffalo bowling ball shot it's incredible dude the guy's a i didn't see him legend. bust a table i didn't see him do that I don't um, think he went through a table, but but it's no. incredible, and he's there supporting his brother, which is great. Yeah. Their podcast is gigantic yeah. too, and it's, it's freezing awesome. cold. It's not warm. All everyone, everyone's got a just... jacket on, yeah. and he just keeps popping out at the game. Dude, he stole the spotlight from Taylor. If anything, he I did. Mean, he, he took he the, was yeah, the he, talk he of the took, town. He took the spotlight away from her for sure. Um, Jason, Cal- what a beauty! The, the best what part, a beauty. Not the best part, but after that, as uh, um, Travi and Jason um, did their podcast. Uh-huh. They talked about it. Adam, roll it. Let's hear what they had to say about this whole event. Down by taking off your shirt, screaming, jumping out of the suite, chugging a beer with the fans, <laughs> then jumping back into the suite. I watched this and it was pure pandemonium. Just pandemonium. Tell you what, man. If you don't run for president, this all is just going to go to waste. <laughs> this is all just a, it looks like a political campaign. Stop. Stop. There's nothing political about this. This is just a man in his elements with his Bill's Mafia compadres <laughs> enjoying the dead of winter. That's what this is. I wish I would have stayed out there longer to actually get my nipples hard enough. Your thermostats couldn't gauge how cold it was yet. My thermostats didn't regulate to the temperature. <laughs> There was not enough cameras on the suite where you could see Kylie, though. I wanted to see her reaction to all of this so bad. I'm not going to lie. I gave Kylie a heads up. The moment we got into the suite, I said, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of that suite. And she said, Jason, don't you dare. I was like, hey, it's letting you know what's happening. I'm not asking for permission. I'm doing this. Once a Kelsey man's determined, there's no stopping him. And she was already telling me to be on my best behavior because we were meeting Taylor. This is hilarious. I was like, Kylie, when I met you, the first day I met you, I was blacked out drunk and fell asleep at the bar. This is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. I want to make my best first impression. This is my best chance. My best first impression is the worst impression ever. So I, I, I could just build Set from that, that point. Nice oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, a smart man. New Heights. It's such a good show. If you don't and watch it, man. It, had oh, you seen so that good. clip? Yeah, yeah. I've seen, yeah. I watched the show. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I was surprised. You know what I was surprised the most about? They hadn't met Taylor. His his brother and wife. Well, they've been bit. I know they've been games, busy, but right? like, like, yeah. I mean, she's probably the most popular figure in the world right now, and uh, they hadn't met. But anyway, they met. And uh, I, I love I love this whole thing. I, ah, I just really do. Man. I think it's great. I think it's really Athletes great. It's good best. on those guys. Look good on those guys. Fun. Yeah. A couple of fun guys who are just enjoying life. And it's Absolutely. so nice to see. So they're my couch. They well, yeah, more Jason. Uh, my couch both uh, both head into the Hall of Fame, too. No doubt about it. All right, yeah. Clarky, that was a fun one. Thanks to Phil Main. Thanks to Steve McKeegan for joining us. Remember. 
You can watch this show Friday nights at 8, Sunday nights at 9 with our friends on Whiteman TV. That's channel 6 for Whiteman subscribers. We debut on our YouTube channel Friday nights at 9. You can follow us on social media at instigatingpod. Remember to go see our friends at Conway Furniture, Larry Hudson, Chevrolet Buick GMC. Oh, the deals yes. are always hot. So hot. They're always hot. Yep. 23 and clear out. Our friends. Still going 23 on. clear out. It's still going. Still going. They got Come a on lot. and see me. Yep. There's some stuff left, guys. And the deals. There is. Hot. Uh, and the little squash courts visit our friends over I, there I, as well. I played this week, by the way. I was Good. back at I've it. I've been under the weather, so I haven't back played next it. week. Al and yep. I are back at it. Had I'm glad nice to hear you got back at it. Tuesday night. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. Not a lot. Good for you. And you can do the same thing. Just uh, visit the little squash courts. Easy to sign up 24-7 access to a beautiful facility. We'll be back next week with more instigating.